Bonjour. Thank you for tuning in to the internationally acclaimed podcast, Bad Apples. We hope you enjoy the show. Ciao. Oh, you already know what it is. You've already tuned in. And let me paint for you a pretty picture. Let me paint for you a pretty polished picture. Here we are. Here I am in my comfy. Here I am in my Boston Bruins hat. Because you know why? The Boston Bruins are the number one team in the NHL. I'm also celebrating the fact, bless God, that the Boston Celtics are the number one team in the NBA. And they just beat the Lakers the other day. I'm also celebrating the fact that the Bad Apples podcast is now internationally known on this micro. Phone and bless God, I know that you are blessed and highly favored. Praise God that you are tuning in to such an amazing and anointed and funny and awesome and witty podcast. I know without a shadow of a doubt that when you hear these words, you will know that there is no doubt we are holy and acceptable and we are striving to not be bad apples anymore. Praise God, even though we're still some rotten scoundrels. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into this podcast, um, my dog, Apollo, has something he would like to say. Take it away, buddy. It's always good to hear from Apollo. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, what a good dog. He's a great he's a, dog. He's such a good dog. Right, here, here's the thing, man. Like, if, if you're listening to this after the intro, <laughs> there's a special place in heaven for you. For it. Either yeah. that or you have much higher hopes for, like, what's going to happen in this podcast than what you just got. I mean, it can only go up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so what I want to know from you is, like, so every, every time. All right. So just so you know, Cody isn't recording this live right before we go yeah, live. This is, this is done. He does it on his his own and like and he's like dude check out the intro and then he rolls it right before I, we have to we start to we, yeah yeah and so like i need you to, uh, like i need you to know i know it's cringy like you know it's so cringy so here's what i want to know from y'all if you follow if you follow cody on instagram yeah yeah to blow up his inbox fresh cup with, cody on instagram with yeah 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 um, it blow up his inbox with you know thumbs up or thumbs down on this. I, I might just be a stick in the mud, but you know there's it's possible. There's some, there's some of these that's just like what is what are you doing? Yeah, you know the last one had Stone Cold Steve Austin on it. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know, I mean, and I I had a pretty serious eye roll then too. You know, so yeah, but we're glad that you're here. Uh, we're, we're very glad. glad that you're here now. Tonight, 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 we are not drinking coffee. We're not drinking coffee tonight. We're not drinking coffee tonight. Oh. What do we got? Oh yeah. No, we didn't just cl- crack open cold ones here. These are these are tall boys. But we're oh. drinking liquid, liquid death. death. No. It's just water. Just chill out. This is water. the buried alive. Uh, berry flavor. Yeah, there's 20 calories in this. Is there really? And there's zero percent juice. Oh wow. So, yeah, that's why it's so good. Right, right. <laughs> Have you had the lime one? The lime one's the best. Is it really? Oh, I'm not a gosh. big lime fan, that, so this, I wasn't sure. I think sure. severed lime is what it. So good. I'll have to try it. But I'm a, I'm a lime fan. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. So here's here's a funny story. I wanted to feature this on our podcast about God. Oh, because I was I was hoping that we were sponsored. Like we talked about sponsors last week, and then you know, I walk in, you hand me a can of liquid death, and I'm like, oh, we're we are featuring this on the podcast tonight. We've I'm stepped like, it up, man. We've made it. We've, We've made, made it. it. Like I, I I saw this thing about liquid death on YouTube, and I'll let you talk about your thing. You've got a you've okay. got an application point. I know uh, to yeah. to this liquid death. You may thing. have already heard it. Then I probably I don't know, but uh, it didn't have anything to do with God. Um, okay, never it, it was it was. Like the marketing on this stuff is fantastic. It is. You know, they they wanted to sell water in a can was yep. what they were aiming for to cut back on like plastic. Which is unbelievable. Which is which isn't super kind to them. Yeah. But then they're like, How are we gonna market water in a can? <laughs> and they're like, Well, let's make it make it look hardcore. This is LaCroix for men. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it it's gone it's gone really well. It, it's so well they they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Off they, of they canned really water. I'm I'm and glad that you appreciate it. I I like it. It's fine. You know, yeah. I like it better than Lacroix. But oh gosh, I, I I feel like Lacroix tastes like a booger, a carbonated booger. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but 
I like this better than Lacroix. I'll say that again. But what's your what's your thing? What's right. your what's you so? Know, tell wanted, me about how liquid death applies to God. Well, to, according to evidently a massive number of Christian people, it doesn't at all apply to God, and you are devilish, satanic, and itching to be possessed by Satan if you drink liquid death water. Why did you give me this? Now. The- I fell down a rabbit hole on TikTok about oh Christians who are blasting people who buy liquid death, bring it into their homes, and put it in their body. <laughs> I got it in the church. It's in my fridge in my office. <laughs> oh, because, gosh. Because they are saying that this was legitimately brewed by satanic witches. <laughs> like, people, it's water from the Alps. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is a, a huge rabbit hole. This preacher gets on TikTok. He just blasts it, and he's got all of these like, and and so like, yeah, you got to be able to tell the difference between marketing, yeah, and true like oh, yeah. evil belief. Like if oh, you yeah. if you listen to the guy talk about it, yeah, like the goal was <laughs> to appear hardcore. So that's yeah. why there's like. A, a skull and yeah. like a lot of their marketing is is pretty edgy it's like it sold well at halloween time um you know but yeah i mean it's it's such a i could not believe it i could i was shocked but i remembered i'm not shocked people find reasons day, to be upset about all kinds of stuff so i don't know if you remember this but back in the day monster got a oh, massive yeah. like backlash from christian people saying it that was the symbol of some kind of demon yeah i don't know and you know that's, I, I that was dreamed up by somebody's mom. Might have been mine, you know, that wanted their kid to quit drinking Monster. They, yeah, they came from a holy place. They didn't want me to have a yeah, heart attack yeah. or their kid. You know, they this they got their water. overweight son over there pounding copious amounts of caffeine and sugar. And they're like, well, this is this can't be good for them. It's like it used to be, you know. It used to be so, Mountain Dew, you know, like so, Mountain Dew was the the like forbidden fruit. Yeah. Not and only then, will it damn your soul, it will damn your gut. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no Mo- monster got a bad rap too. It I, did. I don't know, man. Like it, it is what it is. But so we're not drinking coffee because it's at nighttime and we yeah, need to go like, like go go to bed. Yeah, after this is over, we're recording and, this and then it's going straight up. I know. I'm excited so. about it. Um, so, but we, we do make a habit of talking coffee. Yeah. We're not going to try to pretend this is coffee. No. I'm telling you, I'm not, uh, not just telling our listeners. I just, yeah. you know, I, you know, you've been a little wild tonight. I want to make sure that we're, you For know, sure. we're not going to try to pitch this as coffee, but what coffee have you been drinking um, this week? So I don't think I said it on the uh, last podcast, but I ordered a roaster's choice bundle from blue bottle i don't know if you said it last i knew that you had yeah and so they they sent me three different single origins Mm -hmm. um so i've been uh in burundi i think it's how you say that country sure gosh i don't know um peru okay and costa rica i know you got those two right yep for sure it wasn't brazil was it no okay all right (laughs) uh very good i mean the winter blend was great Sure. Their single origin leaps and bounds above. No, I would hope so. I mean, single origin coffee is where it's at. It is. So I took the the remainder of that winter winter blend that you gave me. So today I, I wanted a cup in the afternoon. Yeah. And um, the, I I can't I cannot pronounce the name of the the, the roaster that I got the Sumatra from. Yeah. It's, um, I, don't, I can't either. Man, it but. It's a in a brightly colored bag. <laughs> it's a medium roast Sumatra. It was so good. It's good. So good. And I'm about to the bottom of that bag, so I'm I was like, oh, I just need one cup to get me through the afternoon. Yeah. And so I I used the rest of that blue bottle, and I had like this this rando coffee I got from the office. Like somebody brought some some whole beans, and so I I had. I needed to add a little bit of those those beans, so I had like a super blend. Okay, and I know okay. what you're thinking. This is going to be terrible. It was actually it was pretty very good. good. Yeah. Uh, like it was. It, I mean, it, I've done it that worked. before, um, and I was I was pretty happy with it. Maybe I'm just getting the hang of the Chemex or, or something. Oh, but yeah. um, you yeah. can take a mediocre coffee and make it good on a Chemex. Really? Yeah, man. Well, I hope you're right. I mean, the Chemex is just any. I think any pour over is just phenomenal. Yeah. 
it's it's got to be the best way to brew coffee. Well, I I get uh, looks of scorn and envy when I roll into a a, a staff meeting and I got a whole carafe of ah. that coffee. I got the whole eight cups and my ember mug, and I just keep dude. You're doing dumping it right. it in. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I feel really good about, oh, about what I'm doing. I feel like I feel like the trajectory of your coffee connoisseur arc has come to a very beautiful oh, place since knowing you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I, like I said, I've always had an appreciation for eclectic and odd things. And yeah. so uh, yeah. um, the coffee rabbit rabbit hole was an easy dive for me to take. It sure so. is. But, uh, yeah, we, we love we love the coffee that we, we drink. If you're out there and, man, you happen to be a roaster or something, we're always looking to try stuff. We really are. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug. We'll we'll talk about it and and yeah, talk about you and talk about how much we love you as a sponsor. So, um, but we did something. Well, when I say we, you did something really cool for the podcast. This but week. you're a part of it. I am, but I did nothing to make this happen. So <laughs> I didn't do much besides ask my friend for the website. Okay, well, but you you went through all the stuff. You've been sending me the data, but we we switched hosting platforms. Oh, is that okay. right? So, yeah, I thought we were going somewhere else. No, no, I was talking about <laughs> the analytics. Yeah, I was talking about the analytics. <laughs> <How> about that? <laughs> yeah, you did do a lot of work for this. Don't sell yourself short. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, but like, t- tell everybody. So we were on on we were on Anchor. Yeah. Anchor was the host uh, for this podcast, okay. which it's been from the beginning, and Anchor's been uh, a good host. I mean, it was super easy to use, super user-friendly, um, but I was just starting to see a little bit of lack of in the like analytics department, so I'm like, man, there's got to be a better... And I take credit for that because you do. You I, wanted... I kept I kept asking you like yeah how many people are actually listening yeah uh, you know and I'm like man um, anchor's not really telling me much he's like oh I think we're you know there's somewhere between ten and <laughs> and, and uh, maybe a hundred yeah yeah <laughs> you know? I'm like okay you know that's, that's I'd like to know if I'm between like... us two and our moms you know if we got ten listeners that's forty percent I, I laughed I laughed so hard. Like to myself, I just like started chuckling while I was transferring everything over to the new host. When you said, "I just want to know how serious I should take this," <laughs> that actually, that is very true. <laughs> it's like, do we need to do we need to actually plan, or can we just kind of sit yeah. down and record our conversation? <laughs> and if that's the case, we really want to record our conversations, and put it on the internet. Yeah, you know. Okay, all right. Yeah, cool, cool. So anyway, we switched over to Podbean. Um, everything was it looked super cool, and I'm like, man, I'm going to try it. So we we transferred everything over, released the first episode on this new host site last week, and <laughs> I don't know if this was current numbers, but we like I mean we've hit like twenty different countries. Mexico has like thirty people listening. Yeah, uh, Bermuda, Canada, France, some countries I've never heard of, um, Jamaica. Yeah, and I'm just like, where is all this coming from? Like, we definitely hit records for us in yeah. the first week. In the well, first I mean, week. but you said that we had we had what 300 l- listens? Yeah, we're close to 300 on that just last, on that episode. La- on that last episode, yeah, and that's not counting. Everybody's went back and is listening to the old episodes now. And well, yeah, and I, I just wonder that you know maybe we've always had about 300 listens. It's per possible, episode, and yeah. we just didn't know. I mean, if but, you uh, watch social media. And you watch how I post, you would think we're a big podcast because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I post it like we're a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's like we are about to go. This podcast is about to release. It's like you know, our tens of listeners are hanging on to the edge of their seat, waiting for the next episode. But hey, but what we did find is there's a lot hey, of you. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, you know, I'm like. like Oh wait a minute! <laughs> I mean, like I, the listenings are finally coming, catching up to my social media yeah, posts. Yeah, <laughs> right. So uh, you know, we, we we love that. So if if you are listening, mm. again, we are we are yeah. trying to take ourselves a little bit more seriously. Connect so with we're us. Gonna, we're, we we want to be. We want you to connect with us, but we also want you to do two things. If you listen all the time, um, and you want to just help us out and, and just kind of show us some love. If you can leave us a, a rating, a five-star rating would be great, yeah, yeah. And, and a review on wherever it is that you get your, wherever your, you listen. your 
podcasts, like that would be that would be awesome. I agree. Um, because we we do we care a lot about you. We care a lot about what we say, especially knowing yeah. that there's so many of you that care about what we say too. And yep. so uh, we want to we want to do our best. Um, and it's good to know that there's people out there that are excited about what's happening. And then it opens the door for us to partner with ministries because we actually do have a platform. Yeah, like. Not a small platform, but a fairly I mean, decently it's, it's large decent. platform. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty cool. So, yeah. um, but that gives us an opportunity to reach out to other ministries, other partners, yep, and promote what they're doing, just like our friends with Let My People Go. Let my people go. Um, you guys, without a doubt, need to check out this organization, uh, lmpg.org. Go there. They have free resources. You can partner with them for free. You can donate. Get involved with this fight to end human trafficking. It's such a big crisis. Um, people are being trafficked like they're a product. Um, it's the modern day slavery. And we want to do everything that we can to get this organization out there, get people connected to this organization, get churches connected to this organization, um, and start uh, jumping in this fight. No longer sitting on the bench. Let's get in the game and stop this uh, crisis. Man, Cody, thank you for sharing more about Let My People Go. Hey, we love them. We love partnering with awesome ministries. Uh, but one of the things that we love is that we uh, we both have some pretty awesome church experiences, but we also have some super weird church experiences. So we thought it'd be fun to be sharing some of those. Now, I got to admit, Cody's got a lot more weird church stories than I do. Um, and uh, we, he said he, he said he's got a, a good one. So I just want to set him up here. Just remember, uh, church is weird. Church is weird. You know, you know I, it reminds me of funny church stories. Yeah. And I just, I think about all the time, like the, the stories I could tell about ministry and leadership and all of the stuff behind the scenes that people sometimes hear about, but don't really hear about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a fire going behind you uh, on the TV screen, giving a little bit of ambience there, <laughs> a little bit of atmosphere. <laughs> and it reminds me of this story, fire. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're listening and you don't know, I know Garrett knows, but I was, I was raised Pentecostal, Pentecostal charismatic. And I say I add charismatic because I wasn't the Pentecostal that's like super strict. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, women can't wear pants and makeup and all that stuff. So I was, you know, there there were uh, churches in my denomination that still believe that way. But I was kind of blessed in coming up in some pretty uh, progressive Pentecostal churches. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, when our worship team done Hillsong and, you know, some people were like, what are you, heathens? <laughs> oh, gosh. So um, naturally I went into, uh, I, I was in that <laughs> denomination until I was, well, just a few years ago. And I pastored. I pastored uh -huh. in that church, in that in that uh, denomination. And the first church I pastored, um, little country church. I mean, when I paint this picture for you, like it's it's legitimately a backwoods, the, the most backwoods you can get country okay. church. All right. No internet. Yeah. No no cell phone signal. Um, this church just existed up into the mountains. Okay. Right up the road was a snake handling church. No. It was real. <laughs> and no way. And yeah, if you don't know what that is, just Google it because you'll find it. Dude. Uh, the last snake handling church, guess where it's at? West Virginia. The last one? The There's last. only one left? That's that's legal. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll Wait link I'll link the uh, so, I'll link it to the podcast. So snake handling churches are illegal. <laughs> yes, I mean they should be, but I I don't like they are illegal, bro. Okay, they, I should I say they should be based on personal preference and opinion. Sure, but how do they get away with making that illegal based on like religious freedom stuff? I you know I don't know. I think it had something to do with you know in some states you can't kill um, a rattlesnake. Like it's illegal. Where? It's illegal in West Virginia to kill a rattlesnake. Like, what? I'm going to be honest with you. If I ever see a rattlesnake in the woods, it's dead. Yeah. But if like if you you couldn't like you couldn't you know it's it's really illegal to do that. So if you got caught, you'd be fined. 
Oh man. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. It's I mean also you got to think of all the deaths from snake snake handling churches. Um, if they had a, more faith, it'd be no problem. There's a wall of faith of people who died in the snake handling church. <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> well, so anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Dude. Oh <laughs> so, so this church that I pastored, it's not up, the snake handling church. Not the snake handling okay. church. Right. It's up in the, it's nestled into the backest woods of West Virginia. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm there. And this was this was the first Wednesday I was there. But to give you a little bit of a, just to go back just a little bit, my first Sunday, I walk into this church. I look over, and I'm confident that no one from this church is listening to this podcast. I'm confident that they don't even know what a podcast is. Okay. Lord, forgive me if they do. Um, so I walk into this church building. I look over, and there's this little old lady, and she's gazing out the, out the window. I mean, the sun is shining on her. She's gazing out the window, and I haven't met her yet. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, well, here we go. You know, I'm on. I'm the pastor meeting my first member. So I walk over to the window. I say, hey, how are you? I'm Pastor Cody. She goes straight into telling me about every house in the community and what the names were. So she gets to this She gets to this uh, woman's name. They're all related, by the way, every single person. Yeah. She gets to this house, and she said, and that's Geraldine. And I'm like, all right, cool. She's like, that's Geraldine, came through the fire. And I was like, came through the fire? I was like, all right, you know, amen. Uh Praise God. We've all been through the fire. That's what I was thinking. Then she says, yeah, Geraldine, she came through the fire. And she just kept saying it. And finally, I was just like, well, what fire did she come through? She was like, her her trailer caught on fire. (laughs) And she walked through it. They saw her walking through the flames. And she said, her face is real burnt up. And I was like, oh, well, bless her. And she's, you know, she just went on. So that was it. Uh-huh. So Wednesday comes. Wednesday's our, our, my first Wednesday service. We have just a, you know, a regular church service. Um, you know, I preached and we had what, an altar call. And I've not yeah. been in an altar call in years. But we had an altar call. Yeah, okay? you did. There was this woman walk through the doors of the church. And immediately I knew Oh, no. It was Geraldine. Did you call her by name? I did. Not at that moment. Oh, gosh. She would have thought, wow, this is a real divine appointment. Geraldine. She comes comes in the church. And, you know, it's such a backstory with the Pentecostal church. But, like, they're really really, uh, into praying the fire down. God, send the fire on down just now, you know. Send your Holy Ghost fire down, God. So I'm in the altar call. Yeah. And I'm this saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost pastor. And I'm praying the fire down on people. Oh, no. Okay? No, you didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> so I'm getting, so I'm praying, oh, no. and I'm going, I'm, I'm just walking to everybody, you know, they want to lay your hands on them. I'm like, fire, God, fire, bring. So I get to Geraldine, came through the fire. And I, and I freeze, dude. And I'm like, and God, to this day, I don't know why I said this, but I said, more fire, God. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. She never came back. No, of course she didn't come back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> that more, oh, oh gosh, more, more fire! I'm like, you know, she already had fire. Oh my! <laughs> so I didn't know what to say. So I, yeah, we, you, you could have said mercy, mercy, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, or or you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Oh, Gracious, so, oh, poor yeah, that, Geraldine. Yeah, poor. We love you, Geraldine. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Well. Oh boy. That's that is that is something. That, that was, is, it's just you know, and it, it reminds me of us talking about the postures last week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a jump. That's a jump. So, all right, here, real quick. If you're just if you're just tuning in, so uh, that that is Cody's attempt at a solid transition into our discussion about uh, Sky Jathani's book. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. I say that right, Jathani? Yeah, Sky the John. Sky. <laughs> Jathani. 
All right. Anyway, uh, it's called with. So last last week we started walking through the, these different postures that we approach God uh, with, and whether yeah. whether that's like we want to do uh, life for God, life from God, life under God, life over God. Like those are some some things we we get wrong. If you want to hear more about that, yeah. Go back to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up about probably what you know halfway through, something like that. Something um, like that. Yep. We, we intro the book and talk a lot about it. But we told you that we really wanted to spend this episode looking at the the right posture. Yep. That we have in, in relationship with God, and that is yep. this life with God. What does that look? Um, like? What does it look like? Yeah. And so, um, assuming that you kind of know what we're talking about with everything else, yeah. like. Let's dive in life with God. There, there were three three things yeah. uh, that he he talked about here that help us understand um, life with God, and it's it's like life with faith, mm-hmm. life with hope, life with love. Yeah, um, and that's what that life with God looks like. It radiates yeah. those things. Yep. And so, anyway, uh, Cody, let's. We're, we're going to break down those three. Yeah, I like it. And so as the guy who read the book most recently, yeah, um, I'm leaning on you and your your strong memory okay. of how you were able to remember that Geraldine needed more fire. It's <laughs> uh, a story that, I won't ever forget. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I'll ever forget it, you know? Uh, <laughs> that poor woman. Anyway, so let, let's talk about... Let's talk about life with um, life with faith. Yeah. Life with faith, and there's there's something that he says in, on page 120 here when it comes to faith, and you you highlighted it, and yeah. it just jumped out at me too. It's it's this is that uh, faith is the opposite of seeking control, mm. and so faith and control there's a a contrast absolutely, there. and so the if we if uh, if we're people. Who want personal control? Yep. Uh, faith is hard to absolutely uh, hard to grasp. Yep. And so, like for you, Cody, do you feel like you know, like with control, what what does that what does that spur in you when it comes to faith, control, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I think that um, I've lived I've lived before seeking control. So like I would say I had faith, mm-hmm. but then I would try to. I mean, I almost manipulate and maneuver yeah. God into the way I wanted it to be. Sure. And so it would it would literally eradicate the faith. It would just it would completely cancel out the faith because I was trying to control so much right. that <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I have to turn I gotta share this. <laughs> This is why we don't talk about serious things on the podcast. I, I have to turn the heat off in my house because it's really loud. It'll it'll translate to the podcast. It's really freaking cold outside, and now it's really freaking cold inside. Cold so I put my stocking cap on. So I'm like, I'm so serious talking about this, and Garrett's over here like b- bundling up. Dude, my hands are so cold. I need you to talk about control faster so we can wrap this thing up. But. So so yeah so you know. I absolutely can see, like faith and control, like they they really don't go together, um, right? Because I believe wholeheartedly that if you have faith, if your if your faith is completely in in God and, and trusting in Him, and you're completely just ab- abandoned your all of your control, like you don't have control, and that's a very scary thing. Yeah, it is. But that's I mean that's faith. Yeah, and and I think the one like. The lack of control—that's hard for me. I like to be in control of yeah. things. I like to have a hand on the steering wheel. But the bigger thing is like the trust. And so there's yeah. the the reality is, and it's it's weird is that there's so much of our lives that we don't have control over. Right. Like you know, the control is really like this illusion. Oh, I think he talks sure. about it in the book too. It's just like control is an illusion. Yep. And, and control is so temporary. Like yeah. uh, it can it can you can have it one day and you, and you can lose it the next. And so like control is fleeting. And so it's something that we'll never be able to hang on to. Right. And that's part of mortality and right. that's part of life. Uh, but we cling to it. But instead, Jesus is inviting us into a life with him where you trust him. Yeah. And that changes your view of 
of control and, and, it, and it changes your view of life to where it's like, even if I can't control these things, I know the one who is yep. and I trust. I trust that he loves me enough yeah. that even if things go horribly, horribly wrong, it doesn't, it doesn't like compromise the, the love that he has for me. And, and I'm still walking through life with him, yeah. trusting him each step because he's purchased my life. Yeah. And so I, um, I think that's a beautiful way to, to put it because I, I think the last three years of my life, starting 2020, literally it was just a few, um, few days over a year or a mm-hmm. few days over three years ago, exactly. Um, that my life spiraled out mm-hmm. of control and I spent so much time trying to control everything and try and, and those postures that they talk about, the bad postures, they're all rooted in control. Yeah. They're all rooted from this sense of trying to control and put God in our box and put God on our schedule and try to get things from God like more fire. And so, <laughs> so like I, when I lost control of that, I had nowhere else to turn because I wasn't going to turn to the bad things. I just, right. I wasn't going to turn to alcohol. I wasn't going to turn to, you know, any type of other, um, you know, vice to fill a void. I was going to run to God. Yeah. And that's how I learned life with God. I coincidentally learned it before I read this book and it just all kind of confirmed it, you know, um, but like my dog is barking like crazy, so I'm very sorry. Um, but yeah, um, um, so yeah, it's just when you lose control like that, it's just wild and you have to put your faith into something, you know what I mean? For sure. And then, so like the next, next piece of this is like life with hope and this piece is, is awesome. You know, where he's, he's talking about where, where our hope comes from, but he's also talking about what hope does for, for us. And so one of the things that, that I love in, in relationship with faith and that control piece and then hope here is that, that hope offers us purpose beyond our situation. Again, turning back to the book on, on page 153, he, he, says this this line about hope that's so powerful and so helpful. It says, hope does not depend on what's happening around your boat. Hope depends on who is in your boat. And, and he's telling the story about Jesus in the boat with his disciples on the sea when things are crazy. It's it's The hope is not dependent on what's happening around your boat in that moment, but hope depends on who is in your boat. Again, yep. like leaning into that that thing of control and trust and everything like that it, it like it, it helps us understand yeah. that that hope offer, offers us purpose beyond our situation and and here's what i found this week as we were talking with our small group about purpose our adult small, small group about purpose mm-hmm. it's we we connect so much of our purpose our life purpose to what we're doing yep like whether that's being a parent being, uh, you know, being a teacher, being a pastor, being um, like being uh, a spouse, being like good at something, being, yeah. you know, like um, it, whatever you are is mm-hmm. where you're connecting your your purpose to. Whatever you do, you're connecting your purpose to. But the problem is, what happens? And I love it. There's one of the guys in our group. He talked about he he felt so much purpose in being a cowboy. He's a good cowboy, and he like nice. if you if you ever have a chance to meet him, uh, you'll be like Yellowstone. I get it. I, I see That's it. That's awesome. I think I met him. <laughs> okay, all right, but he's super cool. I love him a lot, and and but he talked about how he he had you know, and I hope this isn't compromising like any of that that trust there, but he just talked about how he wrapped up a lot of his identity in in cowboying, sure. and then he couldn't do it anymore. He didn't wow. talk about why, but he just couldn't 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 do it anymore. Yeah, and and it, and it just that that missing that missing piece, those things didn't connect. And I and I get that. There's yeah. some things that like I've tied my life to. Absolutely, that they go away for whatever reason. Yep, you know. Yep, and and you miss that, and so then it's like a piece of you dies, and a piece of you you this purpose you thought you had mm. is gone. Yep. and and I look at like my grandpa. My grandpa, who was a hardworking man, now is is sitting in a nursing home because he can't remember things. Right. He can't drive a tractor. He can't, you know, he like he can't do the things that he wrapped his identity into. And way before yep. he went to a nursing home, it was killing him yep. because his purpose, he felt like his purpose was gone. But yep. but what's amazing is the hope that we have actually connects us to a purpose that's beyond that's it. 
what we can do here and now. That's it. Like it's or, or like um, somebody who's a star athlete, and then you know something happens, and they're not able to play that sport anymore. Yeah. You know, or or somebody who um, you know has an injury and is no longer able to do um, do what they thought they were going to be able to do, or or you know somebody who loses a child or loses a, a spouse or loses a job or loses a, you know whatever that loss is. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus offers us purpose yep. beyond our situation. Yeah. And and that and that's so cool. And that offers us hope that that this life, no matter what this life looks like, is not meaningless. Right. And that's what we want. We don't want a meaningless life. We're right. all looking to live for something. Um Yeah. I think it's I think it mentions somewhere in the Bible, or not the Bible, in the book, how it talks about how it, it talks about what we connect to. Mm-hmm. And what we connect our meaning to and our purpose to and what we are anchored in mm-hmm. and how some of us anchor ourselves into our job, anchor mm-hmm. ourselves into people, anchor ourselves into things that will eventually fail. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about him talking about that was he even mentioned even faith and hope will someday end mm-hmm. because we will eventually get to the place we've been faithful for and the place we've been hoping to be at mm-hmm. will eventually reach that will eventually arrive where we won't need to have faith in something we don't see anymore we're, right. we're looking at him right we're we're with god we're at the place where we we you know we journeyed all this time we believed about we had faith in we had hope for and i think that just adds even more to just that anchor like we need to be anchored with God in God because He's the one thing that's never going to fail. Yeah, the constant. He's the constant. Yeah. In this, He's the thread that is that literally goes through everything, every right. part of life. He's the thread that's there. Right. And I love that it. I love that it talked about that because it just gave me a different, just a different perspective. Like the one thing that won't fail is God's love. Right. Like we're going to be with God because of His love for us because of his love for community, mm-hmm. because of his love to be a relational God right. forever. Right. Well, and that ties right into the to the love piece of yeah. all this. And you know, and so the the underlying piece of like our, our faith, the faith that we have mm-hmm. is because of the love that we've received. Yeah. Absolutely. Like our, our faith feeds off of the love that we've experienced through Christ. Yep. I, I mean, personally I feel that. I feel I, that so much. Me too. I mean like um, not, not all of the Bible makes sense to me, right? But what does make sense to me is that I was lost and I was found, and and uh-huh. yeah. like there's love that is beyond my comprehension that yep. gives me, um, that gives me faith and gives me hope, and in that like you know, um, no matter what kind of garbage comes my way, absolutely, God's still trying to use this life to glorify Him. Yeah, uh, like he still can, and no matter what it looks like, and no matter the scale, it might not be a room full of people. It might be just one, right? But like that—that still it matters. And so, but that faith that I have, yeah, the the hope that we share, yeah, and and something that's grander than ourselves—it's all tied to love. Yeah. But what love really does is it gives us identity. Absolutely. And um, we we had parents at, at youth group. Um, this this past weekend, and um, one of the things that I got to do with this room full of parents is just talk to them about what really matters to yeah. us. Yeah. And there's this book; it's really great. It's called um, Three Big Questions. It's done by Fuller Youth Institute. Okay. And um, they do a ton of research on on like teenagers, and and um, it they they set out to find like what are the three big questions that every teenager needs to know the answers to. Yeah. And it it comes down to. Um, it it comes down to purpose, belonging, and identity, and so wow. those are your three things. And so that's what we tie our youth group around. Yeah. It's like we yeah. we have these three things. It's like um, we want you to have purpose, and so we create you know mission opportunities for you. We gave you opportunities to serve. We you know reinforce that you know you're the church of now, not the church of the future. You're like like God's using you right now, whether you're inviting a friend, going on a trip, serving in the band, you know. Helping set up, helping tear down, whatever you're doing, yeah. God's using what you're doing. The other, the belonging is really easy because it's like you know, last last this past weekend we were smashing watermelons on stage. And yeah, so dude. like, and that that like, 
it seems silly, but yeah. it's something that like says, hey, this is where you belong and this is where you're supposed to be yep. because this looks different than normal like Sunday morning church. But the big thing here is identity. And it's it's like if if you go through life thinking that you're um, something or someone less than yeah. who God says you are, yeah. your identity is skewed mm-hmm. and hope becomes cloudy and faith yep. becomes weak. And Amen. so having having that tie to love yep. and reminding us that you know you are you are loved by God and that is that makes you a son or a daughter mm. of, of the king and, that, and that's such a powerful thing and you better preach well I'm done now it's your oh. turn uh, oh. <laughs> so. I, was, I was just getting my notepad out oh, my, and my Twitter right. out right. well, there we to... go there we go uh, <laughs> no you're right man and, and I do I do feel like I know we're not really um, digging deep into hope students but I like I do sense such a family atmosphere mm. and such a belonging there. Not just yeah. not just for me. I see it within the students. Yeah. Like they're all so connected. And it's like you come there and there's there's purpose for them. There's things for them to do. Yeah. You have them serving everywhere. Um and do they want to serve? Right. And it's wild. And it's like, man. And to watch some of them like come into their own. And find that I, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And and the thing is, is like we get to see it in a microcosm with the students. But this is the this is the way of people. Absolutely, it is. Like you 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 talk to people whether yeah. they believe in God or not. Yeah. They they are scrambling after faith, hope, and love. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Or, or that identity, or that that identity, purpose, and belonging sort of thing. It's like yep. like people people want that, and they're crying out for that. And so what yeah. God is offering us. With a uh, with a life with him is a life with faith, a yep. life with hope, and yep. a life with love that help us understand our identity is is not rooted in what we can do or can't do or or got right or got wrong. Instead, it's right. our identity is rooted in love that the Father has for us. Yep. And we are adopted. I love adoption, dude. I love the beautiful. idea of adoption because, like, um, the the idea of adoption is that. Like that person, the person who adopted that that child mm-hmm. was not responsible for that child. Amen. Like, but they took on that child not because Let's of go. responsibility, but rather because of love. Dude. They the the compassion that is is revealed in that, and it's a yeah. beautiful thing when Come adoption on. goes right. Man, it is such a powerful testimony man. of that identity that we have, uh, and from from Christ, like in Christ. From God yeah. of like you you made mistakes and you separated yourself from me, but I loved you so much. I'm going to adopt you anyway through the blood of my son. Praise God. And so it, and it costs so much. And so then you yeah. have that identity, but then the, like the purpose that people are looking for, scrambling for. They switch jobs. They look to make more money. They get involved volunteering. They you know they take on role after role after yep. role. And uh, now I'm you know now I'm going to be somebody who does CrossFit. Now I'm going to be somebody who's into bourbon. Now I'm I'm going to be th- this person that shoots guns. Or yeah. th- now I'm going to be this you know. There's all these things that we're we're scrambling after for purpose. Yep. And that's and I'm not saying those things are wrong. Right. Right. But what I am saying is that you have a purpose that's underlying all of this that is consistent and constant and won't change, but you don't know it if Man. you don't know the love. And then there's finally this piece of faith, and that and that just helps us understand like the, this trust and letting go and believing that whatever he's going to be doing yep. is going to be working. And and, and it, I'm trying to tie that to belonging now. You, can you help me out here? We got, we got like tie faith to belonging. Um. <laughs> well, I had a I had a thought, and I don't okay, know if, right, I don't know if right. it's really going to tie into that. But what you're talking about there, and just having that um, that constant, and having that purpose, and having that love and that faith, I think that in my mind we we spend so much time, and I think he mentions this in the book briefly in some in in a in a way. Um, we spend so much time trying to get to heaven mm. that we forget that heaven is with us. Like, yeah. you know what tell, I'm saying? Tell me more about that. So what I, what I remember reading in the book, it, it talks about, yes, our, our goal is heaven. Yes, like, yes, we're, we're going to heaven. Yes, we have a place prepared for us. But we, I feel like sometimes as Christians, and he mentioned this somewhere in the book, I don't remember what chapter, but we spend so much time trying to get people to heaven that mm-hmm. we forget that we can have heaven on earth. Like, he, like God is with us. Mm-hmm. Like God created this relationship 
in us, in our hearts, on earth, as yeah. it is in heaven. And we have that faith, we have that love, we have that hope because he's with us. Yeah. And it's like, man, he's not this, he's not this far off distant God who's right. waiting for us in the future, who's waiting for us in heaven. No, he's he's ready and willing to bring heaven to us and say, Hey, here you go. I'm yeah. with you now. Yeah. Um so I don't know, like I don't know if that really ties into your belonging. No, it doesn't. Your faith. Doesn't at all. But, but. It, that, no, like, and and as I was thinking about it, I'm not really sure that there is a strong like faith connection to belonging. I think that that ties into the right. love piece as well. Right. As like when you know who you are, you know who you belong with. Yeah. Um, Sorry so, about that. Like, but no, that's okay. The but the faith is the underlying thread that, that right. You know, it, it's hard to. Without faith, it's hard to trust in the hope that we have. It's yeah. hard to trust that you're loved, and so like yeah. that faith is is like a foundational piece to build the rest of this on. And so, um, anyway, with awesome book, it is. If um, you know, and even though we've talked about it quite a bit, we we can't fully do it justice. You need to go no. and check it out yourself. It's it's an incredibly simple book, but it's so deep. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to downplay it by saying it's simple. So that's not a downplay. I just think he he done an incredible job of putting it into words that we can understand. Yeah. And he took words like for, and 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 from and over and under prepositions mm-hmm. and with, and he created this book and he created this tool and this, um, you know this incredible resource yeah. of what it looks like that what what God really wants to do with us and it's to be with us right. and to be relational. And I think that like, you know, one of the things that stood out to me about this book, if I can just say one more thing about it mm-hmm. just to, to sell you, if you're somebody who's just like, you're not super, it's, I, I want to say like not even super sure about God, but that's not really it. It's so much like if you grew up going to church yeah, and you feel God is burdensome, if you feel faith as like faith in God and like a relationship with God or Christianity or Jesus, if you feel that to be burdensome, if you feel like um, if you feel like you're missing something, like if there's you, you've heard a lot about God, you've heard a lot about Jesus, you may know some of the Bible, but you have a hard time believing all of that, and you're really having a hard time seeing the fruit of that because maybe the people around you that you thought were in the same boat as you, you see their life and you're like, wow, this is not this is not a fruit of the spirit that we're, yeah. we're seeing here. If that's you, if you're jaded, yeah, like I'd encourage you to check out this book because I agree. it this the the sentiment of this book it pushes back against the religious trauma, absolutely, and um, the the jadedness that I, I I've experienced with peers or mm-hmm. um, with others that just have like you know, man, church isn't for me, and and I would say you know if there's one thing that that we could convince you of is no matter how bad of an apple you think you are, that's right. Like um, that church is a place for you. Yep. And, and God is a God who loves you. Yep. And Jesus died for you the same way that He died for us. Yeah. And uh, by His grace, we can live a life with Him. And so, if you want to know more about that, I would really encourage you to go check out this book. Um, it's it's a you you read it like physically like open the book and that mm-hmm. kind of, I listened to it. Uh, it listens great. I imagine it reads even better. There's pictures in the in the book. There's yeah, he's got diagrams and stuff. Yeah, so uh, there weren't pictures in that audio book. But okay. uh, um, so be, be impressive. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you need to check that out. Um, but yeah, what what are we gonna talk about next time? Man, um, you know we got Valentine's Day coming up. Okay, maybe we'll talk about love. <laughs> no, no, we don't want that. <laughs> I sent my love for chocolate. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure. I don't sure. know, man. Uh, we'll, we'll find something to talk about. Yeah. I know that uh, you know we talked about maybe talking about some irresistible by Andy Stanley. Yeah, for uh, sure. We t- we talked about. Um, yeah, we want to. I want to have a conversation. Um, yeah. About the stuff that Andy uh, is, is trending for right now. Yeah. Um, so I want to open that up and just talk and kind of break down where I think he's at, where you think he's at. Yeah. Um and we'll you know we'll talk about his book Irresistible. 
Um, so he's got a new parenting book that I just I got okay. on Audible. I need to start listening to. Okay, I have but. several books from. I have uh, Visioneering. I never I never listened to Visioneering. It's good. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I read it, but it's good. And I have Irresistible. I have Deep and Wide. Deep and Wide's good. Yep. And I think and I have that, one those about two emotions. go together um, really well. Deep and Wide and Irresistible. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. No, they're 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 great and. Uh, so we'll we'll keep going through books. We like to um, we like to have something to to root our conversation in, so yeah. it's just not not nonsense. Um, you but, got uh, me. That's that's why I brought you on because if it's whatever. just me, it's just nonsense. It's <laughs> not true. That's not. No, that's not entirely true. You did. You do do the in, intros, do. and they're pretty. They're pretty pretty nonsensical. But uh, no, we're we're glad that you guys have been listening and being a part of this we're excited about the growth of the podcast or yeah, really man. you know we're excited to see how how you know how big the, the podcast is it's, it's weird it's like you know yeah um it's pretty incredible yeah and we we had no idea and um so anyway but shout yeah. out to the people listening in ukraine yeah. we stand with you are there wait do we have listeners in ukraine yeah dude man i mean qatar that is, that, dang that is pretty some countries pretty i can't pronounce yeah that, that yeah. So if you're if you're listening domestically, internationally, wherever yeah. you're at, we're glad that you're you're a part of this with us. Yeah. And uh, we want to hear from you. So those those reviews or or comments or, or just getting a hold of us on social media. Yeah, connect um, with us. Bad Apples Podcast on Facebook. Um, Bad Apples Pod on Instagram. Mm. Fresh Cup Cody on Instagram. I do a lot of my posting from there about the podcast. If you don't find me on Instagram, you'll be really disappointed. I don't do, I don't post much of anything. You, you so. find me, and you'll find what you need to know about the Bad Apples podcast because I sell it on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He does a good job. But anyway, Cody, why don't you wrap us up? Yeah, man. Uh, just it's blessed. It's a it's a blessing to uh, to be with you guys, and the blessing to uh, you know be listened to. Uh, just remember that God loved us first. God loves us best. And God loves us most. This is the Bad Apples Podcast.